Hi everyone, welcome to another Talk HR UK podcast channel. As usual, I'm Damien Barnapar, the Alexander Lloyd Business, and I'm really excited actually to have as my guest today is Dan Pullen. Dan is somebody, I don't want to spoil it too much, but Dan is somebody I've known probably for the last, how long have we known each other? At least 10, 15 years? 15 years, we won't, we won't get into the backstory. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not in this forum at least. No, no, no. Um, but Dan, Dan's role in Remit really is a principal health and wellbeing consultant at Towergate Health and Protection. And he, he joined us today so we can talk a little bit more about some of the pains and challenges that I think particularly for you, Dan, your audience is mainly sort of SMEs, 50 employees there, thereabouts. Is that right? Yeah, we deal with um, all different uh, sizes of employees from uh, your, your, your SMEs all the way up to two large corporates. Um, but predominantly in that space of uh, 50 up to 100, 200 kind of employees is, is, is where, where we sit uh, to basically become an extension of HR, really, to try and support um, HR in, in all, all aspects of employee benefits and overall health and well-being, really. Well, that actually leads quite nicely into your background, because I know you came into the this sort of career that you're at now from a benefits perspective and one thing's led to another so do you mind just giving our listeners a bit of a backdrop into you and what you do etc as a as with everyone who works in insurance I, I went through the whole of school um really pushing to be an insurance salesperson throughout the whole of my, my school <laughs> life um no seriously I, I i went to university done a, a sports journalism degree and, and try and looked to go into that kind of field um it, it never really worked out in that kind of context and kind of fell into um working for insurers so legal and general friends provident all that people will, will know um and uh, eventually ended up um becoming a, a broker and then kind of specializing in um in health and well-being so health insurance and all the other benefits that we do and the team that I work for at Towergate um, we're known as the specialist team and, and, and rather than just sell insurance products the aim is that we look at the overall bigger picture and try and form a health and well-being proposal for companies so that they're getting basically a greater return investment and we can help them out um, trying to support their employees which at the moment is um, is, is up is of utmost importance. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think just before this this call, we sort of touched upon the market and the unknown, the uncertainties and how life will look when we eventually get out of all of this. Have you coped over the last 12 months? Uh, it's, it's been difficult. Our job as salespeople predominantly is to go out and see people. I'd probably say we were 60% out of the office, maybe even more at times. Um, and we were saying I haven't put a suit on for nearly a year now. Um, haven't been out of the office. And my office at the moment is a, uh, is a uh, is 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 revolving at the moment. It's it's I'm I'm downstairs at the moment. Sometimes I'm upstairs, depending if the kids are <laughs> in or out or wherever I am. So it's, and it's a challenge a lot of people are facing, isn't it? In terms of not not really having a having a, a set office or a set location to work from. So it's interesting that coupled with homeschooling and um, everything else is. Um, it's been interesting. It's, it's been different and uh, challenges, but I think in, uh, with other sides of it as well, it's, it's been nice spending a lot more time with the kids, watching them um, grow up more. Uh, yeah. It's is great. Um, and, and finding that work-life balance, not having to travel as much um, has, has, been, has been a blessing. Um, so it's going to be interesting moving forward what, what, what happens um, in our kind of roles, in sales roles. Yeah how much goes back to face-to-face and where where um where we're led really i think that's what actually could be quite interesting and positive for the market is 
that old old school mindset of what sales is and how we approach it will change and evolve. And suddenly it is so much more about relationships. And, uh, you know, look, all successful sales industries are built on relationships and recommendations. But how do we turn the dial on that? How do we add better value to the rest of the market? And, you know, we're going to explore some of the products and exciting things that your business is doing and how you support your clients. But let's just talk about the landscape then at the moment for uh, mental health and well-being and benefits and the responsibility really is, is it on employees or is it on employees or is it a shared contribution? I mean, what, what's the landscape at the moment in, in general? Um, it's it's a different landscape. I, I think when the, the first uh, lockdown happened, the, the emphasis was on mental health and well-being. Well, firstly, the emphasis was obviously to get people working from home and for companies to focus on that. And then there was the realisation that, um, one, there was a health aspect to everything with COVID. Two, um, how are we going to support people working from home when we're not in the offices? Um, financial concerns there was there was a lot of different issues there and a lot of the the initial um side of things was done through mental health a lot of people focusing on how can we support our employees with with mental health and well-being can we set up helplines can we uh, look to become mental health first aiders that was there was a lot of focus on that and in the first lockdown and and rightly so because this was a, a unique situation that nobody had ever been through before and a lot of people hadn't experienced working from home and those, those kind of financial aspects of it I, it's slightly different now in terms of there's a, still a big focus on mental health but there's also a focus actually on overall well-being and the physical side of things as well mm-hmm. um, people have been sitting down for longer uh, yeah. most people would have traveled to work in some way way shape form even if it was a short walk to the car even if it was if it was getting the train you're walking to the mm-hmm. train station it's pretty much now people are just sitting down and looking at their screens yeah nine ten hours a day and then you go in the evening you watch netflix you watch an even bigger screen so it is just there's a greater focus i think on that and if this is continued which it looks like it will be for, for the majority of 2021 then yes we're taking care of the mental side of things but what can we do from an overall well-being standpoint as well, in terms of focusing on on, on people's nutritional aspects of, of, of side of things, um, physical aspects, as we said, just getting out for that walk. People can't go to the gym as much mm-hmm. at the moment. So what, what can they do? Getting out, having that walk. How can we set up ergonomic assessments safely at home? Because as I said, I, I'm, I'm moving about everywhere. I don't have the correct... Uh, facilities and everything here we the people don't have the correct chairs so it's really different in terms of you know what you've got in your office and it was that support for when people weren't in the office now it's we need to look at supporting staff it's really interesting you you touch on obviously that mental health and well-being and, and clearly that's still really important now as we know it's 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 been discussed a lot more and it's been prioritized by organizations but actually, one thing that I haven't noticed, and it's interesting that you refer to it, is that sort of physical element as well. You know, the responsibility of maybe as an individual, I think to myself in the morning, oh, I need to try and do a run today because I love fitness and health. But actually, if I don't get it done, is it my employee's responsibility to allow me that chance? Maybe, maybe not. It's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. But could we do more? I, I think employees are, 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 are being very flexible uh, from the ones that I speak to and the clients that I have um, maybe routinely before it was, you had to work nine to five, yeah. nine to five thirty. I think now there is that flexibility. People understand that um, 
kids are at home or mm. it's not as easy to do that. And, and let's be honest, uh, people maybe were leaving for work at half seven, seven o'clock, potentially even earlier than that. So you have that extra hour to start work then. Maybe take your hour off in your lunchtime and say, go out, walk your dog, go for a run, go and do something. And the employers that we've been working with, we've been trying to emphasize that um, in terms of allow the employees out for an hour, two hours a day. As long as they're getting their work done throughout the day, does it does it matter so much? And it's great for well-being, especially at the moment. It was easy in summer. The summer's easy, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The, the sun's up the majority of the day. You can get out even very early morning. Or Your after, motivations uh, are high, aren't they, yeah, in summer? Exactly. You need to get out and see that daylight. And and But now, you generally, you're getting up and it's, and it's dark. And when you mm. finish work, it's dark. So it's that try and get out in those hours before and emphasizing that. And I think that's, that's twofold, as we said earlier, there is a responsibility to employees to try and encourage um, activity and people getting out, but also on those employees to, to make sure that they're doing as much as they can for their own physical well-being as well. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm, it, this is probably really basic. I saw a couple of things in the first lockdown on LinkedIn that alluded to this, but I don't think anything's been said or done since. Um, but little things like if you're going to have a team meeting in the morning, but do it that you all agree nine o'clock and you're going to go for a walk all at the same time. And you're still managing to be productive and set the agenda and put together a plan and a strategy whilst benefiting each other with just a short walk, 15 minutes around the block, if you like. There's loads of ways you can do it. Um, As a team at at Towergate, there's eight of us in our, in our specialist team. And and we really look to focus on, on this side of things. Um, We generally are are pretty strong individuals in terms of our mental wellbeing, but we were, saying our physical well-being was maybe taking an an aspect of a hit because we weren't doing what we were doing previously so it was a focus in January on each week on doing something different so the first week was um, hydration everyone trying to drink four pints of water and every time someone done it you put a little emoji on the group and then focuses everybody's mind everybody in the group goes oh actually I haven't drunk my water yet I'll drink that and then it was walking fruit and vegetables, uh, so nutrition, and then sleep as well. So four things which are important for your overall physical well-being and what you can do. It's very simple. It doesn't cost any money, of course, and it's just it makes you feel part of a team as well, and it's that encouraging aspect of it that, oh, one of my team members has eaten, a, eaten an avocado this morning. I've literally just sat there and picked out, so I feel like I need to now go and have a banana or something. Just to, yeah. just to, uh, and, it's, and it's that kind of team bonding that you probably get in the office, that, yeah. that subconscious oh, actually, they, they're eating something really healthy over there. Maybe I should do a bit more as well. So it's that team encouragement. Changes the level of chat as well. You know, sometimes yeah. it, because we're so isolated and alone that when we do talk to our colleagues and peers and bosses, it's, it it's, almost it's, becomes so yeah. work-focused, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's where we've had team meetings after team meetings um, in terms of just literally talking about what we're doing, how sales going, how's everybody feeling? But this, yeah, it's different. You, you, you don't get that catch up that you do, do have in the office. Like, so you get your five minutes, you go and talk about what was on the telly last night, you go and talk about the football, which you don't really have. Anymore. The, the meetings are for work aspects. You get your hour and that's it. So people don't have that general chit chat. And not everyone's in that environment with, I've, I've got my partner and my kids to talk to. Um, some people are at home. So it's that case of something like that will help engage people. <clears throat> Yeah, no, definitely. And, and actually, I'm, I'm intrigued to understand because already we're talking about new concepts, new ideas. Some of them are really simple. I'm sure there's more complex uh, uh, products and benefits that you, you offer. But have you seen the product range changing from pre-lockdown? And, and I use an example. Um, only yesterday, we were fortunate enough, we were delivering an offer to, to an employee. Um, not within our business, one of our clients. And we were looking at the additional benefits 
And when we looked at the additional benefits and it is such a sad state of where the world is at the moment, it was gym discount. Amazing any other time of year, but there's no gyms. It was cinema discount. There's no cinemas. It was right to work scheme. Well, we're working from home majority. And it almost became redundant. And whilst I hope it's only short lived, what if it isn't? And what, what, what other benefits will then come out and change the world? So it's in, insurers that are adapting, they are looking at the products that they've got and, and adapting them to try and fit this working from home environment. So maybe instead of um, cinema tickets, they're offering movies from home, um, stuff like that. But in terms of the actual products, I think there's, there's more of a focus again on, it, it, on the virtual side of things with people being available from home. Uh, the products roughly are, are similar to where they were pre-lockdown, but um, in terms of the additional benefits you get with them, uh, digital GP access is a big one. <clears throat> We've literally just launched uh, with, with Towergate a, a whole of workforce digital GP. Um, How does that look and work? Pardon? How does that look and work? What, so uh, essentially, it's offered out to, to all staff. And um, if they, if and when they need a GP appointment, they can generally get one within 24, 48 hours tops um, in terms of, and it'll be a virtual one through your phone, through Skype, as we're doing now. Um, you have your GP appointment rather than one, going out, going to the doctors. No one really wants to do that at the moment. Um, and two, it's tough to get an appointment. So this gives the, the additional um the additional availability that you get it is free of charge obviously for employees employers purchase it but um but yeah it gives them that access there to, to get that gp appointment when they need it and then obviously onward referrals into medical insurance if they have those kind of products and stuff like that so that's that's i think a big push at the moment a lot of stuff's been done virtually so all virtual consultations a lot of insurers are doing um and just adapting that was previously a bit of an archaic industry yeah. in terms of you had to go and see your gp you had to go and see everybody face to face it's now let's try and do stuff a bit more virtually let's let's see if we can get people seen without actually them having to leave their home and, and potentially spreading the risk of the virus really it's that modernization of the process isn't exactly. it exactly. yeah um i we, we, we've got a good client down in brighton um who have had huge growth uh, over the last 12 months and of course they are a virtual gp business that's what they specialize in operating globally which was largely led by the US initially, um, acquisitions, and they've just got in the right place at the right time. Uh, you know, unfortunately for the pandemic, but clearly there was an uplift in their business yeah. and it's just escalated, uh, sorry, accelerated the modernization for the industry. I mean, the ability to one, see that GP and, as, uh, and two, prescriptions, like people to go out and have to see your, your GP just to sign a document really to get another prescription. If you can do that in 10 minutes on your phone, get it ordered to your front door. People, people will use that and utilize that as much as possible, really. Um, it's the virtual way of things. Everyone expects everything now anyway. If you look at Amazon, most people have Amazon Prime or expect that next day delivery. Why not with healthcare? Well, why yeah, not? Why can't, why can't you get your medicine the next day? No, it's really true. And it's, it's about the simplicity, the efficiency um, and, and safeguarding people. At this point, it's also about safeguarding, right? The practicality. Yeah, you don't want to go into your GP because you don't want to be vulnerable or pass on anything that you might have yourself you know you've got to be sensible so where do we think um this could all go for businesses uh, like what's what's the strategy for Towergate and, and your department your business unit I, I think for us a lot of employers have been brilliant throughout the, the, the pandemic they, they they focused um a lot more on employees than previously previously what they did I think they realized that how um 
how adaptable employees are in terms of working from home, being able to still do their jobs with everything else that's going on. So they want to take care of their employees. And a lot of the time they've got benefits in place, uh, whether that's health insurance, life insurance, or as you said, just your gym discounts, everything else. They've got benefits in place. Um, maybe they don't shout about it enough. Maybe they don't engage with employees. Generally, you get that initial when you start your job, you're told all about your benefits. Maybe then when you pass your probation, you're told you can join the benefits. But that's generally it. Maybe a promotion once a year when the policies are renewed. But yeah. sh- should now, especially as you can't be in the office, there's no posters up or there's no awareness of, of other people speaking about what they've done with their life insurance or they've had a claim for the health insurance. Um, there, there won't be that people are at home. So I think most employers have a good level of benefits. It's just packaging that up and the engagement side of things um, and and trying to help employers, HR, with this is an overall wellbeing proposal. You're very good. You've got an employee assistance program there. You've got life insurance, health insurance, everything else packaged up nicely. You now need to promote this more to your staff. You now need to send out regular updates in terms of something else has been added to a proposal or it's your chance to join one of these policies, please join it. This is the additional aspect. So a lot of these products have ancillary benefits galore that not many people are aware of. And and, and, and it's not HR's job to continually be aware of the updates in the industry. That's what we're here for. So it's for us to engage and, and, and get that message across to people. And we've actually got a, a, a new platform coming out in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, um, which will tie all that together. We'll offer a health and wellbeing calendar. We'll offer the potential for um, emails to be sent to staff to say, there's now a digital GP access through your health insurance. This is more about it. Um, or just more wellbeing aspects of side of things. Today, as I don't know if you're aware, but today is actually uh, World Cancer Day. So it'll be a case of sending out that email and saying it's World Cancer Day today. If you do have symptoms, you can go down this this kind of route. It's, it's those kind of things to keep people engaged in benefits and to let employees know that, one, the employer cares about you, and two, we've paying for all these additional benefits, utilise them as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the problem sometimes. that There was a survey done um recently and i think i shared it on linkedin in terms of it was uh, two-thirds of employees do not feel that their employers are doing enough in terms of benefits for them and then I, I somewhat challenged it and just said i don't think it's that employers aren't doing enough i just don't think that one employers and maybe employees are not aware of everything that's involved in those benefits and if you broke it down oh, actually we do have a yeah. assistance helpline we do have all these things actually our benefits package is pretty good we just don't shout about it enough I think that's we obviously for from our business we're a smaller company and I can relate to some of those scenarios and situations not because there's anything wrong with our business or the processes is when you wear several hats it can be quite difficult for somebody to constantly monitor and roll it out and you know it's funny I I remember it was only a couple of years ago when I'd um, we, we were going through it was in summer somebody had raised the question in the business we were all in the office floor and raised the question about the ride to work scheme because they wanted to get a bicycle. Yep. And then next thing you know is four other people. All <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it. Until people know about these kind of things, then um, yeah, it's just through word of mouth. And you're not going to get that word of mouth at the moment with everybody working from home. And larger corporate companies generally will have a benefit manager that we work with, where we help with engagement and, and, and push these 
products and the, the overall promotional side of things, webinars, everything else. But but um, for, for, for smaller organisations, they may be, HR don't generally have that dedicated um, benefits person. You've got, as, as you know, working with HR people, how many different jobs you've got, and it's only been exacerbated by, by the pandemic, uh, yeah. changing, changing rules and regulations left, right and centre. Benefits falls down the agenda as 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 it as it should do. There are more important things at the moment, but that's what we're here for at Towergate to continually push that message back to staff that you've got these benefits, use them to support the cause. Now, absolutely, yeah. I think um, you know it's 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 really interesting. Uh, what I do want to ask you is actually, is there a product in 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 the offer, and are you starting to see the take up of this more regularly recently? that individuals, employees are able to reach out on the benefits platform to find counselling, therapists, you know, advisors, just a life coach if needs be, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, so the product which, which saw a bit of big push uh, at the start of the original lockdown was probably an employee assistance programme, very um, relatively competitive to set up, um, and it is, it is essentially a helpline um, range where you can get assistance for anything from uh, full-on mental health episodes all the way through to financial troubles, uh, disputes with neighbours, literally anything and everything where you where you have some kind of uh, concern, you, you can call up. And through that, you can access telephone and face-to-face counselling. Uh, and most employers will have a form of this, whether it's a standalone assistance programme or if it is a full-on um, built-in product with with another with another uh, product that they have so w- with health insurance or, or with their life insurance but there is an aspect of that and again uh, employers are not maybe not aware that they have these products built in um it's an assistance helpline it's it's completely confidential um it, it's it, it's it's a great starting level mental health aspect for people to to use without obviously breaking the bank too much in terms of employees at the moment in terms of setting up a full mental health provision which not everybody has has the allocations for and i think it's, it's quite timely really um we there was a um a deloitte report actually from from last month so, so january 2020 which we basically said that for every one pound spent by employers on mental health um you'll get five pound back in reduced absence presenteeism staff turnover so the return on investment for these kind of products is is, is fantastic um another push has been for people to, to look at mental health first aid first aid training um especially in the remote working just being able to check in with people if they're struggling you can't see anyone at the moment you can't see if somebody looks a bit down it's not quite yeah. themselves it's that ability to check in and know the right questions to ask and, and to be able to support if somebody's uh, struggling We've only seen uh, a, a real trend of, especially for those maybe who are in HR that are in between work and assignments, maybe they've made redundancy and so forth, that they have done these vocational courses on the side, whether they want to go as a full career down that path or just wanted to add it to, you know, one of their skill sets. That's been really popular and we've seen a lot of that. Um, the other part, just to go back to your employee assistance, I think the reality is, employees may not want to reach out to ask for what this number is because they don't want to maybe share. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but it's how they may feel of, I don't want to let my employers know that I'm having a bit of a rough time. And it's not to say that's right or wrong. I'm just saying pragmatics of it, but they need that number or they might need that number. And I think that's where the, the business leaders and HR leaders should 
push that number out and say, mm. if you don't want to talk to us, talk to them. And, and, and previously, that's where it was um, posters. Uh, we always said put, put posters on the back of, uh, back of toilets. Toilets was always a great place because that's where people go for struggling. If you're getting away from your desk, you go into the toilet, back of the cubicle door, put a poster there, put it up in the community rooms. Obviously, people aren't doing that at the moment. So it is that ram it down employees' throats as bad as, 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 bad as it sounds. It's keep sending those emails to them to remind them that they have this facility. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you said, you don't want them particularly reaching out to you and saying they've, they've, got, a, they've got a problem. Whilst that's great, that's not going to be for everybody. Just need to continually every couple of weeks, once a month at the kind of minimum, reiterate that the employee assistance program and get them to sign up to all the additional stuff, stuff that's on there. So apps and everything else, a lot of them have, because through that, they will then get emails themselves through the, to their personal email or work email, depending on how they set it up yeah. with the regular content, keeping them updated on, on this kind of um, information, really. And, and the more you hear about it, the more you know it's there and, and yeah. able to utilize it, really. Definitely. And I think we can't underestimate the frequency that we need to be pushing this out because, you know, I only need to look at the news every other day and that becomes a real issue. And, because... I think that's the problem. I think sometimes yeah. that is the problem. And I, we were in, um, we posted a webinar yesterday um, in terms of resilience and being able to uh, just, just adapt in, 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 the, in the current climate. And, and the, the presenter that we had on, um, he was brilliant. Uh, he, he basically said, switch off from the news. If you are struggling, what I did was I took a conscious effort for a week to not watch the news. And, and that, that, that helps in terms of it's that continual bad news at the moment, really. And most of the news is bad news. So switch off from it and then just take a break. And if you're struggling in that kind of context, it's, it's something that, that, that may help people. And so much of it is speculation as well. So you, you get the odd bit of good news that comes through and you're like, yes, the end is near. And then suddenly somebody puts a spanner in the works and goes, well, actually, we, we disagree. And you start thinking more <laughs> about the negative. Yeah, it's, it's just um, politics, I guess. But it's it's tough. I mean, look, Dan, um, we have we've we've almost come to a lot of time. So I'm super, super conscious. But if there are any listeners that want to reach out, obviously, to Dan at, at our gate and to speak to his business unit and his team and his services and what they do, what they offer. Certainly reach out. You're on LinkedIn. Um, we'll- LinkedIn, yeah. On LinkedIn, details are on there as well. Um, we're trying to be as active as possible on there, both both myself and, and Tower Health and Protection, to get this message across that um, well-being, both mental and physical, is important. Um, as I said, yeah, just, just reach out. Definitely. And, and we'll, so when we publish, obviously, the, the podcast and the visuals, we will tag Dan in so you can reach out, you can follow, connect with him, ask him any questions you like. But I want to thank you so much, a, a good friend and an even better consultant. <laughs> so thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers, mate. It's been it's been it's been good. Yeah, no, definitely.